right, we're back for week 19 of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman here with you. It's NFL Divisional Weekend. And Brian, wow. my favorite NFL weekend of the year by far. Absolutely. And as I tweeted out earlier for you kids who are who are on the Twitter, yeah. uh, the AFC Divisional Playoff Round is a hell of a drug. Oh, I mean, wow. Unbelievable. Let's, let's start, first of all, you talk to AFC. The Chiefs, we're taping this on a Sunday night in progress right now, Seattle and Green Bay early in the first quarter. But yep. just with the timing, we wanted to uh, try to get in the audio booth as fast as we could right. to get our two cents in. But the Chiefs down 24 nothing today, come yep. back to win 51-31. to How much of this game did you check out? Uh, about 97% of it. What would you think? You know, it started out like the whole, like, is it we you know Andy Reid gets a lot of uh, praise for being one of the better coaches in, in NFL in recent history, but it was yep. looking like another one of the pl- Andy Reid playoff Meltdown. disappointments. Yep. And there's been more than a few Andy Reid playoff disappointments. Yeah, twenty-four to nothing. Um, yeah, then fi- they go on a fifty-one to seven run. Crazy. Forty-one there's, answered. There's a couple points in here where people seem to be like, here's where Houston sort of lost momentum. They had a fourth and I think two from deep from their own territory. I want to see about their own thirty-three yard yeah. line, and they faked a punt. I thought it was a great call. It was set up beautifully. The safety Sorensen for Kansas City just made a great open field tackle. I love the gutsiness of it. People say that was a dumb call. You make the play. You're a genius. Yeah, I thought it was great. I have a bigger issue with they're up twenty-one and nothing. I mean, they're up twenty-one nothing. The Texans. They have a fourth and one from the thirteen yard line. Kick the field goal. They kick the field goal, and I to me that's just like uh, you got to go for the kill shot there. Uh, a fourth and one with Deshaun Watson. I, I'm I just I hate that. I hated yep. that. I hated. Yep. I was in the car when they when they had the punt and they didn't make it. Right. The field goal thing. I was you know I was just, I to be honest I was just stunned. Right. Down twenty four nothing. I thought it was going to be a repeat of what we saw in Baltimore the night. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a few minutes because that was another shocker. But no, I mean they they came out and if if you you were in the car for the first part of this game, then you didn't see every. I mean, it was almost like, is there something wrong with the football? I say that half in jest, but the Kansas City came out this game so cold they were dropping pass after pass after pass. Well, is there something to be said about these teams who clinch early, don't play the last regular season game, they give their starters a series, right? And then they get two weeks off. Oops, sorry, so is there? Yeah, go on, get, get sorry organized. about that. It's so unprofessional. I know. But is there something to be said for that about keeping these guys sharp? And uh, well, but Kansas City played all their guys that last week because they needed to win Week 17 to to try. They didn't. Yeah. That didn't happen. They were trying to get a. Uh, they, I'm sorry, it did happen. They were trying to make sure they got the buy. They got the buy. They yeah. just. You know they're lucky that they have Pat Mahomes because he just went he went crazy. Throws um, for five hundred five touchdown passes, three hundred and something yards. Right. I mean, he does, he takes chances. You know what's funny is when I know we'll talk about Baltimore in a second, but he, when they compare Lamar Jackson, I I just don't trust Lamar Jackson. Right. I, Patrick Mahomes, I trust. There's just something about him when he throws the ball and he throws it sidearm. He throws a three quarter. He just he just he's whips got the ball incre- around the field. He's got an incredible arm. You know his, his old man, former Met reliever Pat Mahomes, uh, yeah. as you know. So it's got a little of the, of the throwing gene in his arm. I'm surprised he actually won the game with that Met background. Right, I know. Well, you know, we all have things to overcome. And hey, where was J.J. Watt in this game, by the way? Yeah, that was weird, huh? I mean, he he was only playing on passing down, so he's pretty much so he basically to third down duty. you know went through it all last week. Right, when they went. I mean, he was a monster last week on the field. But this uh, is one he, of those games you have twenty four. Hey, but let me get just get props that I'm not ESPN's a neighbor of ours here <clears> in Connecticut. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing personal. But I just want to give props to the CBS gang. 
unlike ESPN, I did not see 417 screenshots of J.J. Watt on the sideline. Good point. Yeah, I, enough already. I get it. He's he's energetic, and he shouts, let's go a lot. We get it. Yeah, here's the, But here's the problem. They all do it. CBS shows 100 shots of Robert Kraft every time the Patriots I understand. Play. So aggravating. You're right. So aggravating. Sometimes Jerry Jones, occasionally, once in a while, he gets a screenshot. Yes, sure he does. Yeah, but back to this game, though. But it was yeah. fun, man. I thought... I guess I thought did, I didn't really think they'd come back from twenty-four to four to nothing. I'm sure nobody thought that this the blowout would be on the Kansas City side, but yeah. it's fun. It sets up. I, I'd love to see Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He's just a fun guy to watch. I'm with you. There's co- certain players or quarterbacks, you know, like I just don't trust them. I didn't feel great about Kirk Cousins yesterday in San Francisco. Yep. We'll get to that. I wasn't yep. sure. I'm still not sure about Jimmy G. We'll get to that. But yeah, Mahomes, man, is like just that's also why like. Even twenty four nothing, and I could have been doing something else. Maybe like I don't know upstairs, talking like, to your children, hanging out with my kids. Took the dog for a walk. Boring. But I was like, no, I'm gonna watch this because Mahomes can always do something that's like, wow, he's awesome. Well, like you said, that punt. I thought that was one of the biggest plays. Down twenty one nothing. They get a break. You're right back in the game. And it's just, hey, they're, when they get rolling like that, even Andy Reid can't screw it up. I know. I mean, yeah, it, when you get up 51-31 in the fourth quarter, and I, I took, I was, I had, I had the, I was kind of hoping for a backdoor cover. But yeah, when you got to twenty point lead in the fourth quarter, Andy Reid's greatest nemesis in this in these games tend, tends to be the, the the play clock, yes, and the clock, the game clock. Not an issue. No, he didn't. He couldn't. He there was nothing he could do to screw this up once that offense and and Travis Kelsey, who I had a big interest in for various reasons during the season, right, was a stud again today. The yeah, I just plays so hard. He's fun apparently, yeah, uh, he apparently had a hamstring injury. Yes, but he did come back came in the back game and threw just a couple big blocks. Took I think Romo said at one point he just took over the game and he kind of did. I mean, yeah. he's a tight end that can do that. There's so, so much talent on offense. So much talent. So fifty-one thirty-one. So that sets up the AFC Championship game next Sunday, which right. will be the Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. And Brian, this game last night, Titans Ravens. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to lay an egg like that for the Ravens. And again, you mentioned with the Chiefs, right. they dropped balls all over the field last night. Tight ends not looking back for the ball. I, I know J- Jackson wasn't sharp, but I don't think it was his fault last night. Well, first of all, I mean, didn't we all a, f- a few weeks ago when the playoffs started? Didn't we all have? Titans, Chiefs of course. in our playoff hey, bracket. The Chiefs were my Super Bowl nope, team from the AFC. There you go. The yep. Rams were my team from the NFC. Right. But right now I'm looking all right with the AFC. But yeah. I mean to watch Derrick Henry do this two weeks in a row, right. it's unbelievable. And, and, it's unbelievable. And Tennessee has been able to, at least in their first two playoff games, both on the road, by the way, yeah. two road playoff games. So they beat New England last week on the road. Yep. Last night they beat the team that's been the best team in the league all year, the number one seed on the road, and they've done it in 2020 by minimizing the quarterback position. And they beat the Chiefs that's in the regular crazy. season, which sets up this game. On but the Tannehill, I think, had less pa- had 82 passing yards last night. Last week he had like 72. Yeah. They're just he they're. He made a couple big throws yep. when he had to. That's all you games. need to do. In both games. When you have a back like that, and it's fun to watch when you have a running back like that. Right. I know it's a passing league, but every league is, every team is, it's a copycat league, as they say. So it is. Will this trend go back to having that big bruising back? And the, I, mean, I don't think so. I, I hate it when they talk about that stuff. Now you hear like, oh, you have to run the football. These people that say passing is the new thing. They're, no, it's still, it's always been about the run. No, it is. It's always, it's just the best team. Baltimore yeah. be, constructed this team because that's the talent they had. Yep. They had Lamar Jackson. Maybe don't turn him into a pocket passer and try to make him do a 5,000 yard a season passer. They didn't do that. They were really smart. It did not go well. I think this game maybe though goes back to your point earlier about that layoff. Baltimore played no one in week 17. They had home field advantage 
sewed up, sewn up by like week 15. Yep. So none of their starters played in week 17, a week off. And yes, I know it's cliched and all that, but they came out flatter than, a, I mean, they looked flatter than a pancake last and night. You never thought they were going to come back. No, I didn't. There was I, a couple. I mean, when they made it twenty-eight, twelve, and they went for two, I said to myself, you know, if they make this twenty-eight, it would have been twenty-eight, fourteen, with about ten minutes to go right. in the fourth quarter, which was a lot of time. Right. But they just couldn't get off the field defensively. It was one of the few big. Yeah, they. I know that they. One of the few big. One of the few big throws Lamar Jackson made. He made a throw down the sideline to Hollywood Brown, who was yeah, the one receiver catch. who did who did anything for them last night. Triple made coverage. An amazing catch. Yeah. And but they just didn't have enough of those, and that's we. You do see that they. They roll through the league for the most part this year, but they didn't have a lot of times where they were they had to come back. Yeah. And last night we found out that they have still have a lot to work on. I, I don't know that. I don't know that reflects poorly on Lamar Jackson's passing ability. He didn't. He didn't have a great night. Fifty nine last didn't night. Didn't have a great night throwing the ball. He made a couple beautiful passes, which yep. in an ideal world that's what they want. They want him to be able to throw a couple beautiful deep balls and make a couple of big plays in the passing game. But having him throw the ball fifty nine times. That's not what they wanted. Thirty one of fifty nine. That's a problem. Three sixty five, and then he runs the ball twenty times for one hundred and forty three yards. I, but I don't think going forward it's an indictment of, the, of their system or that they run too much. I think they had a bad night, and I think yep. they they held held a lot of talent in the team. Great coaching staff, and I imagine they'll be back next year. Part of that old growing. Pro- Process, as they say. Lamar Jackson's twenty-three, dude. I know. I think he. I, can, I think he has room to get better. I agree. So the AFC is all set up. NFC. We mentioned briefly the 49ers beat up on the Minnesota Vikings. I. I, I we talked about it last week. I. I despite the layoff, I love the 49ers. I do game. too. I mean, they were my pick. I mean, my original pick back in September is long gone. That was the yep. Eagles. Uh, but to me, the 49ers. You know what I think is still was a wide open NFC. I would take them because I just think they're the most complete team. I agree. And we saw that yesterday. They can run the ball. They have like three good running backs. They can throw the ball. They have better receivers than I I sort of remembered them having. I forgot about they got Sanders from uh, Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos. Yep. And the rookie Sweeney, who I forget where he went to college. I think it was Clemson. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, and they can run the ball. And their defense looked a lot better last night. I mean. Um, Richard Sherman with Ruffin. an interception. Richard Sherman's still a great. Lot of yeah. experience. I mean, just to have a guy like that in the locker room. I mean, Garoppolo, you know, wasn't wasn't over the top great, but threw a touchdown pass on his opening drive. Super efficient on that opening drive. Yep. yep. Just I mean, boom, boom, boom down the field. Tevin Coleman had a great night. I mean, did, did just enough. You know what I mean? So yep. it was just one of those things where. Like you said, good defense, good special teams, and the Vikings had a play like the Titans kind of. They they were hoping Dalvin Cook would run like you know Derrick Henry. It just didn't work out. Right, and I I'm not a Niners fan. I hated the old Niners back Me in the too. day, but uh, mm-hmm. I have to give credit because I love the way when they break the like watching the Niners and talking about Kyle Shanahan, the way all the different ways he uses his guys. It's brilliant. Yep. They're not just a running team. They're not just a passing team. They're just efficient on all levels. And it, we shall see who wins tonight. Right now it is seven to three early in the second quarter. Green Bay. Leading, who'd you Seattle. pick in the game? Uh, I took Green Bay, and they were laying four, so I took Green Bay, laying, Green Bay laying the points. So I took Seattle. So that brings us to our pick. So how did we do yesterday? I'm two and one so far. I had the Chiefs today, plus laying the ten. I got Seattle tonight. I lost Baltimore. I thought Baltimore was going to do what the Chiefs did today. I right. thought it was going to be a 35-21 type of a game. Yep. And it didn't happen. But and I told you I liked uh, the 49ers to win as well. So two and one heading into tonight's game. Today. I am two and one, but for different different games. We both took uh, the Niners, and they covered. Yep. Uh, I took Tennessee in the points last night. Never think they would win, but thinking they could do something late to hang around and maybe, I said I think I said like 28 to 20, spread was 9.5. So, yeah, they did better than that. 
So listen, we got we're going through all the games. We want to talk about some coaching news. We want to talk about the NFL Hall of Fame. I know you're all fired up about that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a quick time out though, because you're gonna uh, read a lovely note from uh, one of our sponsors, Brian. Yeah, it's uh, talk about all is well. Let's talk about all is well. Um, great time of year to all our New Year's resolutions. So, and now through January 26th, all is well. The mattress makers, you can save 20 percent. On their highest, on their best-selling mattress, the Supreme mattress, ten percent on their on the original Allswell mattress, and fifteen percent at the Lux mattress. And these are these are quality mattresses at ridiculously low prices. Yeah, quality mattresses, and you know how expensive mattresses can be. But the Allswell is an entry-level price mattress with nothing but high-level features. So it starts at three hundred and thirty dollars, and that's before these savings. So this only goes down through January 26th, so you have a short time. If you go into allswell.com and use the promo code HIBERNATE, like bears, not just the Chicago bears, but mm-hmm. all bears, HIBERNATE, use that promo code and, t- and find some great savings on Allswell mattresses. Save big while getting all the luxurious feel without the luxurious, pr- without the, excuse me, luxury price. Start off the high year. Okay, let's try this again. Start off the year. We've got to start taping these. A lot of pressure. I know. Start the year off on a high note it's with part a of good your night's charm. rest. I know. We're going to pre tape these from now on. Read. What read? Come on. All's well. And again, if you go on, to, on, our, podca- on our podcast episode, yeah. this one this week, you read the podcast description and the notes. There'll be a link for you to go right to the All's Well site and save. And we help uh, give us a little, a little something, something. Do it too. up. I know. Thank Do it you. up. Good job, Brian. All right. We'll, we'll get better next week. Well, I got it. Yeah. All right. NFL coaching updates. We had some jobs filled. Uh, the latest one was Cleveland hiring Kevin Stefanski, the Minnesota offensive coordinator. Right. Uh, which, you know, everyone said Josh McDaniels was going that. You know what? Screw Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I'm glad him. he didn't get a job. You know, he turned down the Colts. Yep. I, the Patriot offense sucked this year anyway. It did. And, you know, how funny is it that the Giants go and hire the wide receiver coach slash special team coach, right. Joe Judge, and Josh McDaniels doesn't get a job. I think it's hilarious. And by the way, when Josh McDaniel did have a brief time as the head coach in Denver, that that went did not that go, go well. Did no. not go well, and so he's going to be the offense coordinator for the Patriots because there's nowhere else for him to go. But no. so the Giants surprised the world and hired Joe Judge. I never heard of him. Never heard of him. Why would I hear of him? Who knows? Nope. He's got no local ties. Went to Mississippi State. Coached at Alabama as an assistant with Nick Saban. Looking, listen, he's got a great. A great resume. When you walk into a, a job and your resume has Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick on it, and Bill Belichick tells the owner of the Giants that he's great, you should hire him, I guess the Giants are going to hire him, and that's what they did. Well, that's what they did. Again, you're right. 37, 38 years old, uh, so young guy. Yep. No head coaching experience, no coordinator experience on any level. Yeah. Just, yeah, so came out of left field. We should mention that the that Matt Rule, who is the Bay- Baylor University football coach, was widely thought to be the Giants' choice. He's a New York City guy. He did a great job at Temple, reviving a program, then went to Baylor, did the same thing after Baylor had some really awful years on and off the field. He did yep. a great job down there. Yeah, he really did, and he was in demand. It seemed like you heard the scuttlebutt that he really wanted the job because, again, a New York City kid, New York City guy now, and... Something happened. Uh, he, ended, he ends up going to Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. Now, in fairness to Matt Rule and to a lesser degree the Giants, yeah. he got a massive contract. He got a seven-year, something like $70 million contract. Now, no NFL head coach, less, except when if you're a Raiders and John Gruden, gets a seven-year contract. So I was at the gym on the uh, elliptical machine, for all of you at home wondering what I do at the gym, and you were texting me, what a disaster the Giants are. I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? I'm trying to listen to music, you know, drop a few pounds, stay with this resolution thing. haven't had soda in a week, by the way. I just drinking soda a week Good for you. 
and I'm going to fall off the wagon soon. But yeah. anyway, it's been a week. Uh, but you text me, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So I, I looked up Joe Judge. I'm like, who the hell is Joe Judge? And you know, at first I was like, the Giants do look bad because Rule wouldn't come for an interview, you know. But then part of me is like, you know what? If you or I are in that same position and, and, and someone offers us that kind of a job, we're going to take it. It's just take it or leave it. Sign on the line. And and I just can't dotted. blame the Giants. They're already paying two other coaches. They got one more year left with McAdoo. They got th- <laughs> two or three more left with Shermer. They got to pay. And again, I know money means nothing, but you know, I know it shouldn't mean anything. If you, money should not mean that much to the New York Giants. And I do blame the Giants. It's you know the reason they're paying two head coaches because because they hired two lousy head coaches back to back. They did. So you pay, you get what you pay for. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, if Matt Rule calls and said. Hey, I really want to be the coach, but the Caroline Caroline offered this and the. Can you match this? Yeah, and I don't blame him. If he really wanted to be the coach, he should have said, "Look, I'm going to go talk to the Giants tomorrow. Your offer is great, but the owner of the uh, the Carolina Panthers said basically, this is the offer. You leave this room, it's gone. And so good for him. It's the optics, though. You're absolutely right. You know, they they had McCarthy in the Friday before he went to Dallas, and he never left Dallas until he signed a contract. Everybody thought they were going to talk to Josh McDaniels, which we talked about earlier. Yep. Everybody thought Rule was by far and away. He, Again, if you read the paper and you believe this stuff, that rule was far and away the favorite, um, and he never even gets an interview, never gets on the plane. Yeah, it's bad optics because, quite frankly, the Giants have been a disaster the last several years. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. And they, and you know what? They, they, they have their archaic system of, oh, you come see us. And, you know, yep, this you guy, the owner of the yeah. Panthers got on a plane, went down to Baylor, and went down Texas, there. and said, here, this is the deal. So I do get that. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. They didn't get him. And listen, hopefully they got their guy. This guy might be a great coach. We have no idea. None of us know anything about this. No. We can sit here and say, people, you know, you'll have your NFL media and talking heads types that'll grade, will grade how each team did in terms of hiring a coach, and none of us know anything. No, and, and you know, and just you saying that, it made me think. Listen, this idea that you, you know, rule was the front runner. Everyone's reporting that. Well, where are they getting that from? I have no because, idea. Because Gettleman doesn't talk. Nope. Mara doesn't talk. Nope. I mean, there's some people in the New York media that have connections to them, I'm sure. I mean, Mike Francesa's known that team for a long time. He had a falling out, but he knew nothing of their plans. Right. So they have some people that they're going to share things with, I'm sure. But maybe it was Matt Rule's people who were telling everyone that. Oh, I, I believe that's inter- entirely possible. So he's calling the Adam Schefters of the world and yep. the, the people of the New York Post and all the saying, hey, my guys, the, you know, the Giants want him. Yep. I mean, it, it, uh, all the pieces were there to fit together. So it was an easy narrative. But at the same time, how many of these guys actually. Gets you leverage really too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of them actually really? Know? They don't know because you, if they knew, to your point, remember jo, the Josh Judge, John Joe Judge didn't get hired three days later. It was ninety minutes after they announced that rule was going to Carolina. So they, so were they had out of the yeah. before, and nobody. You're to your point. Nobody knew anything in the media. Everyone yeah. was like, I heard Peter King on the radio locally at WFAN. He was on while the tweets were going out that uh, Joe Judge had been hired by the Giants, Correct. and Peter King and Peter King, like maybe the most. Dialed into guy, dialed in yeah. to NFL him writer, and Schefter, in the NFL, yeah. yeah, him and Sheff. Peter King had no idea and was quote unquote stunned. So yeah, I mean t- the Giants did keep that part of it buttoned up. And listen, he's got to get good coordinate. Hopefully, let him hire his own coaches. I don't want to get too inside right. baseball here, but hopefully the Giants look. Hopefully, they finally found their guy. They need talent. That's what it is. They got to go draft people. They got to sign the right free agents. They can't make any more mistakes. They're gonna have a lot of money. That's the big deal. So the coach, we're all wrapped up. That's it, right? All the coaching jobs. All, are there's filled. just Redskins, four. All Carolina, Cleveland, Giants done. Josh McDaniels goes back to the Patriots. The other NFL news, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take this one because I know you're fired up about it. I'm not sure why. <laughs> But the NFL Hall of Fame had their fi- has their finalists this week. They're going to announce more later this week. Right? Are they? Okay. Um, but yesterday on CBS, 
the NFL uh, Hall of Fame had an official come out and announce that Bill Cowher was going to the Hall of Fame, and you were not happy with it. No, I'm a former Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, won a yep. Super Bowl. Yep. I just never thought of Bill Cowher. And I still don't. I don't see him as being a head co- as being a Hall of Fame coach. You point right. out some numbers. I just here's what again. Maybe this is my mistake because I just I think of guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame that I thought had better credentials. Well, would you say you were a hard marker? I'm a hard marker. Yeah. The problem with the NFL is they have like every year is like six or seven guys go in, don't they? I know, but it just feels like to me like again, Jimmy Johnson still isn't in. Who won two Super Bowls? I mentioned Tom Flores, who's not in. Who won two Super Bowls way back to, in the day at the Raiders? They did. Um. He, to me, it feels like oh, Bill Cowher's in because everybody loves Bill Cowher and he was such a character and he was great television. He's still on television. I just, to me, I, it feels to me like that he was there for a long time. He won a Super Bowl. It feels like he left a lot of playoff games, uh, lo- uh, as a loser when they were favored to win. I think they lost two so or three. I did AFC a little research because I wanted to fight you off on this. Cause okay, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't okay. care. I, I can't say I was surprised when he was announced. I just was kind. Of, I don't. I guess I don't pay enough attention to that kind of stuff. But fifteen years, one hundred and forty-nine wins, ninety losses. So pretty good. That's pretty good. Twelve playoff wins, ten playoff seasons, a Super Bowl win, and a loss. Now you mentioned Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's career is tricky because it's kind of two different acts. You have the college football Jimmy Johnson, which the NFL doesn't count. Does not count. He was eighty and sixty-four with the Cowboys, which you know you got to remember he was one and fifteen his first year, which was not his fault there totally tore down the whole team and then seven and nine mm-hmm. but 80 and 64 won the two Super Bowls and then you know I thought his days with the Dolphins were worse than they actually were he was 36 and 28 with the Dolphins he was he didn't have a lot of playoff success went there a couple times I think he won three playoff games but you know it was, it was one and one usually in the three years sort of a, the tail end of Dan Marino's career yeah and, and you know and that was another spot where kind of what the Patriots are going through now he right. didn't want Marino he right. wanted to move on. He wanted to do what he did with the Cowboys. Right. And the ownership wouldn't let him. They said, no, we want to win with Dan. And he said, no, I want to rebuild it and get rid of Dan. And they wouldn't right. let him. And I think he went 8-8, eight 9-7, and 10-6, eight, 9-7, and seven, ten and six, nine and seven, something the like that. The thing with Jimmy's a little tricky because he didn't coach that long, comparable no. to a guy like Cowher, who, what did you say, that he was 15, 15 years? 15 years. Jimmy was like 9. I, I mean, but what Jimmy did was, again, been the days before free agency, he comes into the NFL in 89, Uh and he takes over a Cowboys team that has no talent. They had the number one pick, but they had terrible talent. They were awful that first year. They were playing with, yep. like, you know, for a little football equivalent of AAA talent. And he uh, he learned on the fly. We talk about some of these young coaches or these college coaches. They have to come in and hire some NFL assistants to help them learn the ropes, yep. you know, have some experience. No, he learned it all there. You will know this because you're a, my, a fan of the Miami 80s team, uh, those, U, those U teams. Yep. Jimmy's 90% of that staff he had in Dallas throughout his time. Temp- Butch Davis were all his Miami guys, Lundstead. all college guys, and they and they he said I knew every player coming in that those first couple of drafts. He did. I coached against them, and I recruited them when they were in high school. Right, you know, so they him and his staff knew every player that was coming through the draft those first couple of years. And man, they hit home runs and built that team from four years to one in eighteen to back-to-back Super Bowl I mean, teams in the era before free agency. Couldn't go out and buy, yep. you know, pass rusher. Couldn't go out and get Reggie White. Couldn't go out and get a quarterback. It's none of that. He got what Eric Williams was a Hall of Fame left tackle. I think Eric he was a seventh round pick. He was like a, yeah from uh, like he got like and he yeah he would find guys Newton, at the those guys you know what I mean yeah um, find him um, uh, Leon Lett they found at a place called Emporia State yep. Yep. Eighth round draft pick. You know what? There's not even an eighth round in the draft anymore. So, so Cower at 149 and 91 Super Bowl win. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know the answer. Is Pete Carroll Hall of Fame coach? I think he is. 133 and 90 is his record. 
one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl loss. Right. Mike McCarthy, is he a Hall of Fame coach? Well, I didn't think so a week ago, yeah, but, but now I'm, he's a I'm beginning coach. to think this way. Did we even talk about that? You, we did. Cowboys? Yeah, so he's 125 and 77 with a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, here's the thing in McCarthy is I'm thinking about this play, these playoffs the last two weeks. Everybody goes gaga over Sean Payton yeah. and Andy Reid. Sean Payton has a has a, a worse winning percent. He's 8-8 eight eight in the playoffs with Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, McCarthy gets knocked for saying, oh, he only won two, one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Well, Payton and Brees have won exactly the same number of Super Bowls, and they have a worse record in the playoffs. Let me throw Andy Reid's never thrown a playoff game. You don't Is he a Hall of Fame coach? He probably will be, but I don't think he is right now. But everyone, everybody wins, loves Andy yeah. Reid. That's how he gets in, Eric. He you won, know, he's won a lot of games. He has. Won, how about Tom Coughlin? I think Coughlin's got to go in. Two Super Bowls. Yes. Here's another tricky one. Very tricky one. Yep. Marty Schottenheimer. I don't think wins. I don't think he gets in. I think Marty Schottenheimer is a really good coach, but man, the lack of playoff success is just damning. Man, it's yeah. he had. All, I mean, we're going back to for some of you kids out there, we're going back to the mid '80s. We had some really good Cleveland Brown teams, Charger teams later on. Oh my that. goodness! What, one year they were fourteen and two and lost at home in the first. And, and oh my goodness! And you mentioned Tom Flores, and everyone mentioned him. I looked him up: ninety-seven and eighty-seven again, but he won two Super Bowls. He won Tom, two Super Bowls. Tom Flores is an interesting case because he does not have a great re- overall record. Yeah. Tom Flores had two of the great Super Bowl runs in nineteen eighty. His team, the Oakland Raiders, were pretty much supposed to be like on the way down, rebuilding. A lot of those great players from the seventies, Stabler, yep. Fred Litnikoff, Jack Tatum, were gone. He like early part of the season, he loses his starting quarterback Dan Pastorini to a broken leg, so he has to bring in Jim Plunkett, yep. who's his backup. Jim Plunkett hadn't played a down in two years. He didn't play it down in seventy eight or seventy nine. Patriot before that. Yeah, right? he sat out. Everybody thought he was washed. That he was a bu- that he was a bust. It was over. He comes off cold. All he does is take him to the Super Bowl. They beat the Cleveland Browns who that year had the MVP, Brian Sipe, as their quarterback. Then, in a huge upset, in the championship game, they beat the Eric Coriel Chargers at their highest power. Yep. Fouts, you know, all those guys. John Another Jefferson. one, Fouts, who never won big yeah, games. Yep. Never. And then they they go in as an underdog, beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, the first wild card team to win a Super Bowl. That's significant. No, it is Three years right. later, with a lot of different, with a lot of, with, with still with Plunkett, with a lot of different roster turnover, they go to play the defending Super Bowl champion Washington Redskins. If you look up the 83 Redskins, they, they were on their way to becoming one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Set all kinds of records. Yep. They were huge favorites over the Raiders. The Raiders crushed them 38-9. to Now, I know, but just on those two things alone, I think Flores has, should be more in the discussion. I'm not saying he's a slam dunk, but I just think if you put him in there and guys like that, I think... I don't know. I, I I'm always, I'm kind of like baseball. Like I'd rather see like f- eight years of dominance than twenty years of being really great. No, I agree. I'm right there with you. So I, there's my I spiel. See, I want to see great greatness. Right. Maybe over a shorter period than the old. Exactly. It goes back to stuff. why why I, he finally got in. I said I'm like, why isn't Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame? He was only he was only great for five years, but those five years were amazing. Five of the greatest years I've ever seen a running back have. 14-3 Packers, 14-3 Packers, second quarter. Do, 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 do. Yep, 14-3 Packers, so we'll see what happens in that ballgame. Uh, do we have one more thing you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, let's talk about Buzzsprout. We do a podcast every week. You folks love it, at least I hope you do. Um, and we do that on the Buzzsprout My platform. mom tells me I'm great. 
your mom. She likes so you a little bit too. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Bratz. I appreciate it. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, uh, my, I wish my wife would say that. Yeah, Never. so we use the Buzzsprout platform. Search Buzzsprout online if you're thinking about doing a podcast to build your brand, build your business, or you just have some things you want to talk about and get off your mind. Because Buzzsprout makes it easy. If you sign up for a subscription plan, you can get a twenty dollar Amazon gift card, and the subscription plan starts as low as twelve dollars. That means all your episodes get archived. They're saved. You can edit them. It's so easy to edit them. I edit them. Uh, and I write up the descriptions, and I'm a doofus. Yes. It's so easy. I, I agree with that. And if you need equipment, like, dude, how am I going to do a bo- how am I gonna do a podcast? I don't know how to get any equipment. Buzzsprout has lots of links right on the website to tell you where to get the best equipment at the best prices. And they they are they have videos on Buzzsprout.com that can walk you through step by step how to start your podcast. So check you it go, out. If you go into our webs, if you go into our podcast and click on this episode, you will see a link to Buzzsprout. If you sign up for a plan, you get that gift certificate from Amazon, and also gives a little uh, something something for us, a little show support. And they love it when we get when we support them. Need that they money to pay those gambling us. debts, people. Come on. Yes. All right. Thank you, Brian. Great job. Uh, yes. Before we wrap it up here, as we're approaching thirty minutes of talking, uh, mm. and I know people's attention span is about thirty-one minutes. But yeah. anyway, mine is. Cu- couple of uh, notes from the outside of the sports world. I, I now with what's going on overseas with the royal family. Mm-hmm. I know that was something you wanted to talk about. Now, is this because you want you and your wife are trying to leave the Coleman family? Is that what no? I hate. The, I, I don't hate the royal family. I never think there. I never get into this whole thing about the royal family. I don't care. One of them gets married. It's a bit. I, I can't so stand dumb. it. It's so it's, dumb that we care this much about. Why it. do we care? Why I do we care? care? I mean, we br- networks break in and oh like, my people goodness. come outside with the baby and, the and wave. How much money the networks care? Uh, Spend when they're cutting people left and right, and they're they're spending to cover the, cover these weddings. I just thought it was funny that I didn't know you could leave the royal family. They just say, you know what, I'm I'm leaving. Has anyone ever tried? That's I don't know. Well, it now. reminds me of the old movie Arthur, the real one with Dudley, with Dudley Moore, where he's wealthy and his father says, okay, if you don't marry the woman I'm telling you, you're cut off from the money. He goes, all the money? Yes, all the money, Arthur. How rich are you? I wish I had a dime for every dime I have. <laughs> it's like, do they know that they're, are they, are they going to lose all the money? I just think it, that, now you've actually fascinated me. They found a reason for me to care about the royal family. You, apparently you could just leave the royal family and say, we're moving to Canada. If you That's not my Arthur. first choice. If no you haven't seen Canada. Arthur, by the way, the oh, top classic. ten movie. Of yeah, all time. great movie. Great, go watch. Late, it. great Dudley Moore. Oh, it's a tremendous movie. Uh, a couple other things we wanted to talk about. Some sad news. Uh, yeah. Neil Pert from Rush passed away. He was a drummer, battled brain cancer, sixty-seven. He was also an author of numerous books, and and yeah. I didn't know this. He wrote a lot of the lyrics to the to the Rush music, which I had no idea. <laughs> I read one of his books. Um, if you get a chance, just read it. It's really he's. Um, I'm, I believe it's called Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. He lost his young, uh, his teenage daughter, and then his wife in about home. a year's time. Yeah. And he decided to just try do some traveling by himself on his motorcycle. And it's it's a it's a sad book in a lot of ways, but it's really well written and it's just it's really thoughtful. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I believe his his uh, daughter was driving back to college in yep. Toronto, got killed in a car accident. Yes. And then it, shortly after that, his wife was diagnosed with a terminal. Uh, cancer diagnosis and she passed away quickly and he said look I'm out of the band fellas this is around 2000 yeah. I'm getting on a motorcycle and driving across the country and then I, I hadn't known that he wrote about it so that's something I'd like to read to very a very interesting guy you're right he wrote the lyrics and this is more I mean a lot of rock lyrics you know how they go yeah. but he actually had some really unique lyrics like a lot of sci-fi type of lyrics yeah. and, and spiritual type of lyrics and yeah he was we, you know he was more than just a drummer I mean he was a, just an interesting guy and a really influential musician if you talk to anybody from age 60 
and under, and you know a lot of you know you know yeah. people in bands and musicians. Anybody you meet, any drummer that you meet, will can talk to you for an five hours about the influence Neil Peart had. That's how influential he yeah, was. Yeah, the to Keith musicians. Moon generation, yep. the Neil Peart generation, and maybe the Tommy Lee. Type and Neil Peart many that. times said Keith Alex Moon was Van his Halen. hero. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So he's one John of those, Bonham, one of those guys. He's one of those Mount Rushmore uh, drummers for M- sure. But, yeah, so yeah, fantastic musician. Sixty-seven. He had brain cancer. Apparently, no one really knew. He kept Three it quiet, years, and yeah. just sixty-seven is way too for a guy that had some sadness in his life later in, in his later years. That's really too bad. But uh, rest in peace. And that's too young. But he he will have a legacy that won't go away soon for sure another quick music note jimmy buffett was in hartford this week on wednesday he stopped by the mark twain house i I saw some pictures on twitter talking about that put on his guitar and sat at one of mark twain's little desks there yeah i'm not a big buffett guy i saw him at the meadows nor am i 20 no offense to anybody 23 years ago yeah puts on a great show uh listen i get it he's it's a great Great thing he's got going on. He writes a lot of fun songs. I'm he's not got the hand, he's got guy. the re- he's got a restaurant chain. Yeah, he's got a whole heads. enterprise and yeah, he, he is the man when it comes to music and business. But good friend. But it's always cool when you see someone pop into town and uh, you know check out the local. Uh, yeah, what's, well, I was gonna say what you just he was just in Hartford and decided. I'm to go not to Mark sure why I was there. I have to, I have to investigate this. Yeah, I don't you know really, why anyone we, go to Hartford? I was gonna say. Jeez, come on. <laughs> we need to look into this. Yeah, geez, I'm in New Haven. If, New Haven's a place. If, you, to be. if anybody's listening right now and they know of any random musicians that plan to drop into the Greater Hartford area in the near future, let us know. Yeah, please give us a call. Well, yeah, someone who is coming to the Greater Hartford area this summer. And he's just turned 75, is Rod Store announcing a tour. Rod which Storr. I don't know if uh, that's just, I, I love the faces. I love yeah, some me of the too. 70s Rod Store. I mean, him being 75, you talked about, you know, some of the people that Jimmy Page is 70. Oh, yeah. We got a whole bunch of celebrated birthdays. There's some week, other ones maybe. you wrote yeah. down there. Yeah, I was just like, okay, I was looking at, this was like a little thing I was going to call celebrity birthdays that make us feel old. Because there was a bunch of them this week. And yep. here's just four I found from the music. Betty White, world. of course, always makes oh, you feel old. Oh, my God. Anyway. She's terrific. But oh, the she's, music she's ones, angel. Yes. She'll bear us all. Rod Stewart is 75. Jimmy Page turned 76. It's unbelievable that Jimmy lasted this long. Yeah. He and he and uh, Keith Richards made a deal with somebody. Uh, I think Jimmy didn't go as hard as Keith, but they're, they're close. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he, didn't, <laughs> yeah, close. he, he wasn't spending a lot of time in the library. Didn't snort his uh, no. father's ashes, I don't think. No, uh, he wasn't going out to the movies after the shows. No. Uh, Pat Benatar is 67. Yep. When we were kids, Pat Benatar was hot kid. Yeah, guys. she was. Her yeah. and Hart. You know, oh, the, yeah. The, the Hart 70s. ladies are probably up there. And Dave Matthews is 53. And then the one sports-related one, which I guess... This feels right, but I wasn't sure he was this old. George Foreman turns uh, 71. Who, another guy who had a great career and then turned uh, to the business side, the George Foreman grill, and he's laughing at all of us yeah. now. You know what I mean? A bazillionaire. So when he was, like, well, there was a time in the, late, in the early 70s where he was like the scariest human being on the planet, and now yeah. he's Mr. Jovial grill selling guy. So another one's way to reinvent people yourself. People only know him as a grill salesman and not no, a boxer. He was, so. a, he was a wrecking machine. He was. All right, man, that's it. Week 19 in the books. Next week we'll have the uh, final four to go to the Super Bowl. We will. We'll, maybe we'll tweet out some picks. We're not doing picks right now because there's one game left. Maybe we'll tweet him out this week. Well, let me let me tell you one. Let's talk about the AFC okay. Real quick. Um, let me g- put you I, on the spot. Can I? Is there a line? And if so, can I guess it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. To be honest, let me All see right. the conference championship. So I'm, yeah, there is one. I'm going to guess. I'm probably, I'm probably low. Titans at Chiefs, three oh five on Sunday. By the way, so oh, so the NFC game. is the late game. Yeah, okay, I had a feeling that because of forty. Oh, West the 49ers West Coast. the West Coast. Yeah. Although I think they rotated. I think it's it's set in advance. But that's three oh five on CBS. Next Sunday, Nance the and Romo. City Chiefs hosting the twelve and four Chiefs hosting the nine and seven Titans. This would be a great game for a snow game at Kansas City. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to guess, and I might be low, but I'm going to guess Kansas City six and a half favorites. Seven. Well, interesting. Right there. Okay. Who do you like? I like Kansas City. So do I. 
I like Kansas City. I'm not sure I'm prepared to take the points and lay, lay those. Po- I mean, sorry, lay the points, but I like Kansas City. I think the Chiefs win that game. I think today was the game to get them over the hump game. You put I up do. 51. Titans have had a great ride, but to win three games on the road, kind of the Giants did that. You know, right. was that oh seven or 11? Oh, 11. Right? 11. 11. 11. They beat yep. the Cowboys. They beat Green Bay. I right. The other team they beat. Well, I believe Carl Banks, the great Giant linebacker, said that the Titans are beginning to have a, a 2011 Giants feel about them. It's true. I mean, it's a great uh, story. Now, I said this last week. Like, they can't play the same way they played against the Patriots and expect to beat the. The, the Ravens. Yeah. Well, they played the same rain. They beat they the did. Ravens. How, so I'll say it again. They cannot have their quarterback throw for less than 100 yards and beat Kansas City. Kansas City, if you Which win. means the Titans are now going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City win the toss and score on that opening possession, and then I think they it'll be a route. Yeah, but we again, we'll see. see what happens. So, we will see. Uh, Seattle Green Bay, we'll talk about that one next week when we get to it, but yep. uh, we'll see who wins that one. Again, I pick Seattle, Brian pick Green Bay. Right? I, yeah, I think either one will be fun going out to San Francisco. That'll be a, that'll be a, that could be a fun game. Yeah, I th- next weekend's a great win day. Yeah. Yeah, next, next Sunday is a uh, vacation slash sick day if you can get one because it's going to be a good day. It'll be, del- it'll be delightful. Yes. As are we. Another day to ignore the family and friends. They're running out, folks. We're Co- running out. A of mo- time. month from now, there's. I got no excuses on Sundays. A month from now, I gotta stretch this out. And by the way, real quick before we sign off here, you're you're going to Disney? Are you out of your freaking mind? Look, dude, I've been like, I, I I gotta do it. You know what? You got kids. How old are your kids? Eight and six. Oh, you're nuts. Just going for a couple days. What? I'm, I know. When you going? Next month. God bless you. Hey, at least My kids you know, are ten and twelve have no interest. They don't? No, they don't like mascots. Oh, man, you were so lucky. Oh, I just As if I couldn't envy Eric Dobrats anymore. They break my stones want to go, on, go to the beach in Florida or whatever. Which Dude, I'm fine with that. That's my one upside is at least I get to go to Florida and get out of New England in yeah. the middle of February. Have a good time. Thank you very that's much. A, that's a whole other podcast we'll have to talk about. Oh, that'll be fun. So, all right, that's it for uh, week 19 of the EDBC podcast, NFL Divisional Weekend. Oh, my, it was good. Conference finals next week. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, week 20. Say goodbye, Brian. Goodbye, Brian.